Welcome everyone to the USL show. Uh, this is Phil here. We are brought to you by uh, the Beautiful Game Network. We are sponsored by Roughneck Scarves and Golden Goal Press. Welcome everyone to the show. We got a fun one tonight. We're halfway through the season and so we're going to talk about things that are going on right now and we're going to do some power rankings. Just a little bit of power rankings to kind of lead you into something else coming up over the weekend that we'll talk about in just a bit. Uh, But first, we will start with introductions. We have two special guests today. Let's start with them actually. Ben Wright. Ben, you're finally on the show. This hasn't happened yet, has it? Oh, that feels special. I think that's the first time anyone said that to me before, and I like it. Um, Speedway Soccer follows all things Nashville SC. Um, ben, you guys have been uh, pretty good so far. What's going on in your life? I Actually, I know what's going on in your life. I hijacked your vacation. Are you there, Ben? Did I lose you? I'm so sorry. I hijacked your vacation, and uh, where are you guys at, and what are you guys up to? kind of want to hear it. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> what do you do in that in that little vacation spot? What kind of things are you guys up to? Just hang out on the beach. Okay, that drinks. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Our other guest for the night is from uh, Foxtrot Podcast. It is Lefty Brown. We're going to call him Lefty Brown. Sometimes you can call him Chris. Lefty, what's going on, man? All your favorite teams. Expand on that. Hmm. Yeah, I was uh, listening to your show. That's not the only, you know, weird result in in the recent past and distance past e- even, but uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, first, let's introduce Pony is here. He's, uh, he's the one wanting to talk about power rankings a lot right now. Uh, Pony, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I expect no less from you. So um, this is perfect. It's why we have you here. I love it. Um, speaking of that kind of thing, Ryan, I think he's typing right now, actually. <laughs> While we talk, Ryan, how's it going, man? Mm, I've been trying to catch up on, on Spider-Man. I finally watched Homecoming the other day, and it was really good. Enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm one of those hacks when it comes to the Avengers and all the comic book movies. So I'm just kind of catching up. But uh, you guys, Ryan, you're pretty in depth on that kind of thing, right? <laughs> in Scotland, you saw some. Dude, very cool. I literally just finished Infinity War, like right before this podcast. (laughs) Oh, no, I didn't finish it. Yeah, I haven't either, obviously. But um, anyway, we could go off on that. But instead, let's let's talk about uh, soccer. Um, I didn't pop this up. You know, let's come back to that. Ryan, do you mind getting that letter up so you can kind of read it when we get to that? We've got something big coming today, and so I don't want to. I don't want to mess that up. We'll be prepared. But first, let's start with a little bit of news. Loudon United Stadium to be called Segra Field. Is it Segra or Segra? Okay, I thought uh, you might answer me because you're the probably the closest person in proximity to there, other than Brent, Ben, maybe at, right at this moment. But um, I heard some people going, uh, getting upset about them using turf, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I don't mind that. Ryan, you want to fill us in on some of the other details here? Yeah. 
Yeah, this is an interesting move because in the beginning of the season, we were like, well, Loudon is very obviously not taking anything seriously. They barely had a, a roster at the beginning of the season. Um, I guess they knew where they were going to play, but the you know the the logo was a little underwhelming. Um, ben, you're in the East. Is this something you followed? Are you a little surprised by this? Yeah, I, I, that that's kind of me like backtracking because I was definitely in with the crowd saying that they're not taking this seriously. Why are they even going for championship if this is the way they're going to op- operate? But these are very, very championship style moves. They're not League One type moves. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of clear that up at least talking about maybe what, what narratives were there at the beginning of the season compared to now. Um, but speaking of people that have been un- oh, underwhelming and have maybe made a bit of a, of a scramble. We're going to talk a little bit about Hartford, Hartford Athletic um, scrambling to open Dillon Stadium by the July 13th deadline. Um, I guess construction crews are working till 1 a.m. Uh, Ryan, we've got a little more to talk about here. Hmm. Interesting. And a lot of that, you know, I'm on, I've been in the construction world before. I imagine some of that is either budget cuts. It could also be something as simple as commercial laws and rules and what you have to do. Or if something went wrong, sometimes it's easier to cut it down than to redo it from scratch. So uh, you never know what's going on there. I will defend them just a little bit on that. Um, But um, getting it done, I guess. Do you think they'll, they'll make the deadline, Ryan? Anyone? (laughs) It sounds like it's going to be tough. Uh, but, yeah, we'll move on from there. It's Jameson Olav was named the interim coach of the Real Monarchs. Um, Martin Vasquez, he had to leave early on Monday as... Um, actually, what happened? Do we know? That's really disappointing to me. Um does anyone else want to talk about this? I guess basically I wanted to say that I loved that he was up there because he was an academy coach and they moved him up and a lot of kids were getting chances and he knew them really well. Um, I imagine a lot of people who listen to this show probably have also heard of Richie Ledesma, um, who is no slouch. And and um, Martin was one of the ones that kind of identified him early. I think he did an interview on the Scuffed podcast. If you want to hear him talk and hear about his quality, I think... Um, he at least is a good identifier of talent, um, not to mention, you know, the other guys on that team. So it may not just be him, but, um, I enjoyed his thoughts on that show. Uh, Mark's currently ranked 12th in the West, six wins, six losses, three draws. Uh, do we think it's because of the record? Do you think it's that easy? Interesting. 
And I don't know if that was ever finalized in saying that it was him. I just know he kind of, the way it was phrased last year, if I'm not mistaken, was he's leaving basically for this to be figured out. It wasn't admitting guilt or anything like that. So if they want Briggs back and he was exonerated of, of some sort, um, in some sort of way, that's not necessarily bad. He was he was good to that team. Pony, you would know better than everyone else, I think. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I meant. I you would know better than anyone else because you kind of follow him. You're a big fan that he was he was a good coach of that team. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that's well said uh, because we feel like that at times. Six wins, six losses again, three draws. That's not that's not something you can't recover from. I think you're you're very you make a good point. And I do believe. Um, I think we talked about this last week. Isn't the West much closer in in points than the East? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got potential, and they've always been well-coached, and they're good at spotting talent, like I said. So, yeah, definitely within within grasp of the playoffs if they get it going here. Um, the next one, it hurts a little bit. Um, we didn't mean for this to happen. Uh, Harry pointed this out. Um, recently, we had Ben Goshorn on, Soccer Goose on, to talk about Charlotte's woes. This was before the firing of McGinnis. And, um, you know, we also had, oh gosh, I can't, Mark, oh my goodness, Mark in, from uh, representing the Colorado Switch, Colorado Springs Switchbacks, he would want me to say it that way, um, he comes from Last Word on Sports in Colorado Springs. But we had both of those guys on to talk about their coaches, the teams were failing a little bit, having trouble, struggling is what I should say. And both of those coaches got fired uh, in the last couple weeks, and so um, I hope for sure that we played no part in that, but I think the reason we had him on was because bad things were happening, right? Right, Ryan, you want to go go on about that a little more? Yeah, yeah. And to give you some highlights of that episode, some things that Mark said is one of the biggest ones. You mentioned a tight budget there, Ryan. Um, one of the biggest ways they wanted to solve that was we all hailed them for finally teaming up with uh, the Colorado Rapids since they're right down the road. And um, instead of teaming up with Charlotte, as the Rapids have been doing in the past, which we all know is, is ridiculous. And um, we've all made fun of that in the past. Well, they finally did that. But um, Colorado Springs has not been happy with the players they've been getting. Uh, we all know the, the Rapids have been struggling most of the season so far. And so that has been trickling down to Colorado Springs. That, that plan did not work. And uh, Mark was talking to us about how terrible that's been. And a lot of it has been because they haven't been happy with the players they've been getting. Maybe not living up to the the agreement that was made before. 
Um, and we talked about whether Trichu should be fired. Mark thought mostly no. Um, that this isn't necessarily, the struggles aren't necessarily a reflection of the coach himself. Any other thoughts from anyone else, Lefty? I know your team has seen them this year, I think. Yeah, they're the kind of team that I could definitely see them focusing on defending and just make, just becoming a team that's hard to beat, which has kind of been their MO over the years. But that's something you can do on almost any budget. Not to say you're going to get a million wins out of it, but you can make a, make a stand midway through the season for sure. Um, they can be a tough team to play. And, you know, uh, Three Honest Lads made you know, a lot of conversation about playing at altitude. And so there's, there's something to it for sure on the pro level especially. Um, speaking of you, Lefty, let's stick with you. Let's talk a little bit about Fresno. That we're, that we're gonna li- that's it for the news today for the most part. But um, since you're on the show tonight, we're going to start bringing guys on that can kind of talk about their clubs and just kind of feature a, a club or two every single week and, and help us out with the rest of the show, obviously. So again, thank you, Lefty. Thank you, Ben, for coming on the show. But Lefty, tell us a little bit about Fres- Fresno this year, what it's looked like. Just kind of get us up to date uh, somewhat, somewhat quickly. <laughs> okay, I'll do what I can. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is our, as you know, second year in operations. Um, but uh, Fresno this year, I, I keep telling them, like, we are the best kept secret in the West. And, you know, the secret got a little bit out there when we went, where one of two teams in the USL that were undefeated uh, until uh, uh, you know, Sacramento came to town. This year, it just it feels like there's something special. We, we have our woes. You know, our attendance seems to be a little bit down. We still don't know where we'll be playing when we go to the U.S. soccer-specific stadium. You know, and there's a whole bunch of like front office stuff going on. But as far as what happens on the pitch, as far as the coaching staff goes, uh, as far as the uh, players playing, uh, there's something said it before and without any hyperbole I, I, I believe that this is a team that could uh, will definitely make the playoffs but I believe this is a team that could win the West even when you, know, you have such a powerhouse of like say Phoenix just putting on clinics week to week sometimes mm-hmm. um, but there's something there about Fresno like our back line are really coming around and uh, doing some good stuff. We have uh, lot, a lot of players that um, right now are starting to coming, come into their own and players that will be rejoining us. For, we actually have a problem right now where we're all in, wondering like what will happen when you know, a player like uh, Jim Jabbard uh, you know, who's playing on the Haiti national team uh, when, when he returns what will happen when uh, another defensive player, Alex Cooper, uh, is healthy enough to start uh, playing for the team? You know, how many players, you know, where do we move players that are having a very, very good season? And then players who are who are new to us this season, like uh, Cutis, that all of a sudden is having a very explosive uh, year. It seems like uh, he's this is the year he's finally coming to his own. And uh, with, so now we have this weird dichotomy where we have a homegrown player that is really much loved by by the city uh, in uh, Christian Cheney, who it feels like he has to play to be on the roster. You know, like he has to fight his way back onto the roster because uh, Cuba Salal and uh, uh, Chavez uh, are starting to really be a power uh, couple of strikers up there. So it's a, in terms of performance on the field, 
Yeah. Yeah, a couple things there. Um, you know, I was listening to your show, and, and you're kind of alluding to somewhat of an embarrassment of riches, uh, just because things are clicking right now. You know, that's not necessarily going to last all year, but you know, you know, things are clicking when Juan Pablo Cafa is coming on at the half instead of starting. <laughs> that was my favorite part of your show today. So yeah, let, tell us about that. Oh yeah. Well, I think you guys made this point, and this is where I was leaning, that if guys are clicking and things are going well in the attack and you can get by without playing him a full 90, you know, at his age, maybe and maybe he's not aging that well, but I don't know how his body's feeling, but at that age, why not take the precaution and have him as fresh as possible for the playoffs where it really matters, where a lot of good teams have fallen out, you know? I don't, I don't know if that's something you, you guys talked about in depth, but... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And as guys get tired, they they uh, foul a little more. It's I think it's good. I think good for them. And if it if it works out, why not roll with it? Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up uh, today, because the Gold Cup is is happening right now. Or uh, if we get done soon enough, we can catch the game in about thirty minutes. Um, what Haiti versus Mexico, and uh, that's a pretty cool game. And in that game, you mentioned uh, Jafar. Is it Jafar coming back from the Gold Cup because he's playing with Haiti right now?
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's cool that, you know, Nations League, I think we mentioned this last week, is bringing up teams like Haiti. And um, what, who do we just play? Curacao. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, hey, we haven't been kicked out. So that's good. That's a good start. Not yet, at least. So. Well, hey, we just lost to him in a friendly, so maybe harder than we think. But, um, you know, USL fans should be really proud of a team like Jamaica that is full of USL players doing well against national team players from multiple countries. Completely agree. Any other thoughts on the Gold Cup before we go on? Um, I'm going to take that as a no and move on straight to Ben Wright. Uh, we've kept you a little quiet today. I apologize for that, but I want to hear all about Nashville. Uh, this team has been doing really well, um, except for a, a, a recent game. You guys have been on a pretty good roll lately. Yeah. Didn't Yeah. Didn't they have the most uh what the worst conversion rate or the most chances not finished last year something like that? Oh yeah. I've been I've been wanting to talk to you about exactly those woes though, Ben, because um, it's interesting to see, hear you say those sort of things because that's where my mind has been with St. Louis FC where um, if people, a lot of teams deal with this and we talked about Pittsburgh doing this, but if they're the team that can't sit back and counter, then it's a lot harder to win a game and, and they've also had the same problem where they're still creating chances, which you feel like is harder than finishing. I guess it's not necessarily, but um, you know, are you happy that the the chances are there? Do you feel better about that, or would you like it the other way around? I don't know. I don't really know how to feel on that. Oh man, yeah, that's hey, by the way, I tweeted this out. That's two mid-season changes for that for that fella in a row, two years in a row, right? Yeah, and he was making a decent amount of money in Tampa Bay. So Man. Yeah. Hey. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay's so been such a good defending team, and then they've got they can back it up with their offense. Um, but Indy Eleven's been on such a tear. Um, I've you know at the beginning of the year, a lot of the people were looking at the rosters of Indy Eleven and Nashville SC and just saying those have, those two have got to be the top. Is that is Indy Eleven kind of who you have your eye on right now? Mm-hmm. Right now, but I, I don't think Nashville has the pieces to to be up there with a team like Tampa Bay. They haven't quite put it together, especially at home. Um, but I, I I think there's definitely potential. I mean, there's still a lot of a lot of the season left to play. Yep. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, you know, that leads us right into uh, what what we all came here for. At least that's why Pony shows up. I think he seriously does the entire season of the USL show so he can just talk about rankings at the beginning, middle, and end. But, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, Pony, how do we want to do this today? It looks like maybe we're going to do uh, top four of each conference first. Well, it looks like we have a lot of agreement, but 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 first, let's just you know what? Let's just kind of actually, since we do all agree, am I reading this right? We all agree on the top three of the West and the East. Oh, okay. Good. Then let's go person by person. Pony, I want to start with you. And, and if you want to talk about why you ranked them that way, I think we should go all the way into it. Let's start with the East. Name off your East, if you will. What do you, anything behind that that you think why you don't think they're that good? I guess you said you got to watch them to make sure, huh? Yeah, I don't watch them as much as some other teams, but just on paper and even with some of their stats, it looks more like a team I think it's going to be five or six, maybe seven, but it also could be some other teams who I think are good and just aren't performing as well. They think they should be performing. Mm hmm. Yeah. To me, I mean, Ben just talked about North Carolina and St. Louis just faced them and, and drew them. They're just such a tough team. And I think it is hard to quantify what it is. I think they're just kind of doing the simple things well. Ben, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think as the season, as the uh, strength of schedule comes in, kind of evens out, we look at the back end of the season, I think we could potentially see um, them regress to where they kind of expected them to be. Interesting. You know what? I think I want to, let's just stick with the East and um, put you on hold there, Ben. We're going to come right back to that. Lefty, I think I'd like you to name off your top East. Um, you did give us preface this show saying you aren't as familiar with the East and, and Ben said he's not as familiar with the West. So everyone take this with a grain of salt, but here we go. <laughs> Them when they play at home for obvious 
Hey, that's well-founded. They have won their last three and a draw before that. Um, three Honest Legs. I, I, they responded to me last time I tried, and I'm going to ask them in depth and see if they answer me here. They made a drop on their podcast saying something like, he's actually focusing on attack. I don't know if that was like a strong statement, but those guys have access to coach coaches, and they might have heard that from him or something. That might be something legit. I don't know. I'm I mean, that's ridiculous. Bobbley doesn't do that. So, um, you know, it could be a change of, of um, it could be a change of tactics, a change of how he views soccer. I mean, this is huge. <laughs> I suppose so in a way. Yeah. I mean, he has money, more money with the Riverhounds now, right? We all talked about that being 2.0 and then maybe he's going to decide to start attacking like crazy. So, Mm-hmm. That's big. That's big. Uh, ben, let's move on to your Eastern uh, rankings. This is your specialty. You put out power rankings every week, and I really enjoy looking at your line graph that you have going. It's a it's a good one to check out. So follow Ben right on on Twitter as well as Soccer Speed or Speedway Soccer. Um, but you actually type it in Soccer Speedway, if I'm not mistaken. We talked about that before the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, give us your list in the East and, and kind of tell us how you go about your business in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, are any of those things, I wanted to finish up with you in the East, are any of those things kind of what you take into account when you're kind of doing your calculations, or how do you do yours? Tampa Bay in second, so they like Pony had said those teams go back and forth. I have NCFC in third, 
That was a well, yeah, exactly. That was a huge surprise to me too because I couldn't figure out. I forgot the name of the guy that replaced him, but he's usually a winger. Yeah, and I was like, man, that winger keeps keeps cutting inside. And then I was like, later they mentioned that he was filling in for Lomas, and I was like, oh yeah, Lomas isn't out there. That's their striker this week um, because I think that guy is normally playing on, on the edge. So um, yeah, dude, Lomas has been so solid in the beginning of the season. And yeah, I agree with you, Ben. That's a really good shout saying that they're, they're still hanging on with Lomas out. That's a huge deal and, and shouldn't be overlooked. Um, but yeah, Ryan, I enjoyed um, your thoughts as far as uh, your rankings. Um, oh, wait, let's read off Harry's Eastern rankings and Mark Murray from League One Fun. His Eastern rankings, um, Harry's are in the East. He wants Indy on top. TBR next, Tampa Bay Rowdies, North Carolina after that, and then the New York Red Bulls. I asked for five, and he threw Pittsburgh in after that. Um, Marks are, oh, he only gave West, so we'll stick with that. Uh, We're all pretty close, right? Um, Ryan, you were saying that we all had Phoenix, Fresno, or sorry, Tampa Bay Rowdies, Indy, and North Carolina in our top four in the East, every single person. So I think that's pretty easy to agree on, yeah? Hmm. Man, that's, I mean, but it is so close in the West, and I think that is displayed there where I'm like, oh, any one of those guys could drop out of the top four pretty easily, except maybe not Phoenix, right? Phoenix is all by themselves. Yeah. Hmm. right now i mean the last forever <laughs> dude's been amazing so um i know i guess he had a rough start but you know we've we've been through that we overdid it on phoenix having a rough start didn't we because boy boy have they taken off like crazy That sounds very doable too, doesn't it? Um, yeah, that's tough. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
it to It's true. A totally different world. Yeah, for sure. And that's yeah, and that's kind of what we're talking about now is who can play at home, just like uh, Pony said when we got into this. Uh, but Ryan, you were mentioning that Phoenix is on pace to be the best team in USL in, his, in USL history. Let's do this uh, snake draft style. Why don't you list off your Western top four? Yeah, I wanted to mention that. I don't know how many people, only a couple have Timbers in there. Are they still overlooked? I did not expect them to stay up so high for so long. That's crazy. Yeah, Ben, I mean, read off yours, but tell me a little bit about Portland while you read yours off. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, any other thoughts about some of your other teams in the West? One thing, I, before you say that, I do want to mention, you mentioned in the East that you have one point in between. And and the cool thing about having Ben on and Pony on and Ryan on is they all have totally different rating systems. And I'm looking at everyone's rating numbers. And so when Ben says one point, his lowest Eastern team is 9.4 and his highest Eastern team is 10.4. Okay, just to kind of give you a perspective of his ranking system. And in the West, he has Portland 2 at 7.5 and that five-point gap is 13.5 to Phoenix where Phoenix is just taking off. Um, that's a six-point. Ooh. No kidding. No kidding. Um, let's move on, though. Sorry to cut you off there, but let's let's get through this a little bit faster. Uh, Lefty, what are your top four in the West? This is your specialty, right? Yeah, and, and speaking of wobbly, I just, again, not to kind of overdo it, and I'm actually going to ask you if I'm overdoing it. Um, with Reno and Fresno, both those teams have been known to kind of lose to teams that perhaps they shouldn't. And so I guess I wanted to see, am I overdoing it there, or is that something that you do worry about with, okay. We're trying to
Yeah, right on. Um, let's read off before we finish with Pony. Let's read off Harry's uh, rankings in the West are Phoenix, Fresno. He's got Portland third, El Paso, and then Reno. And Mark Murray has exactly the same thing. Um, crazy. Uh, putting Portland third. El Paso's in the mix there, though. So that's interesting to see. That's a team that's kind of on the up and up, getting a lot of buzz right now, right? So, um yeah, something to watch there. I think those are good shouts. Um, Pony, why don't you tell us about your Western uh, Western Conference rankings? I'd say mine are, I, usually, I, mean, I have mine kick out how many points I think we're going to have at the end of the year. Mm. I have Phoenix in first, Fresno and Reno as basically tied for second, but I can't put Fresno based on 10 points. And then fourth place also a tie between Sacramento, Portland, and El Paso, but Sacramento wins without a tiebreak again. Mm. Yeah. I think Fresno, Reno, Sacramento, El Paso, New Mexico, Portland, any of those teams can finish second and they won't be surprised. And Pony, you say by a certain week you've kind of got it locked down, right? As far as the playoff look, right? Yeah. I think it's usually by late July. I usually get, for the last two years I've been doing this, I've been getting 15 of 16 teams to qualify correctly. Mm. <laughs> Ryan got it uh, Ryan yeah I remember I always love your episode and I only catch about half of or understand like half of what you're talking about sometimes but when you guys sit down and talk about how you do your yellow rankings I think it's really cool I, I enjoy it a lot so um, Ryan has yours been that accurate I kind of wanted to ask you that Hmm. Very interesting. Ben, is this your first year doing this or is it, uh, have you done it before? No, this is my first year doing it. Cool. Um, we'll see if I keep doing it for USL next year with Nashville. Oh, I get it. Okay, fine. Yeah. All right. Just stop doing the USL. That's totally fine. We don't mind, you know. No, I'm, yeah. I, I could keep doing it for you guys. <laughs> I'm just going to guilt you into it, man. Come on. Um, Sweet. Pony, what are we doing Friday? Tell us all about it. Yeah, Friday, assuming at night, I have to schedule up at work, but that can always change at a moment's notice. But if we do, Ryan and I are going to run through and run through all of our rankings from top to bottom, how we formulate it, what the standings are, who we think is going to be a playoff team, not only your top four, but who's taking that number 10 seed and who's going to miss out by just a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that uh soccer spidey sense he's feeling it 
he's feeling the goodness coming. That'll be a good nerd show for all you soccer nerds and stat nerds and uh, for me to try to understand. I'm excited to hear that one. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. So everyone log in Friday. You guys, we're going to set it up live, I think, is the plan. So if you want to follow along live, maybe skip out on a little bit of work, take an early lunch, you know, do your thing. Um, that's it, guys. That's it for our power rankings as far as their top four, just to give you a taste of what they're going to do more in depth on Friday. Um, but before we go, uh, we have something really sad to talk about. Um, you guys have probably noticed that uh, Big Kev, Big Kev McCamish has not been here for a while. And um, that dude, you know, between having so many kids and having a job, especially the job, has really kicked into gear. He got a new job and it's taken a lot of time. Um, he's going to drop out of the show. And I'm, I'm starting to put words in his mouth. So what he did is he wrote a letter for us and I'm going to read it here. Um, but this is about Kev, who you guys have heard for. Um, I think over a season now, hopefully on this show, um, is going to be leaving. So here's his letter for uh, everyone listening to the USL show. He says, I'd like to say a few things. First off, this will be my last show, my last anything, really. I need to be finally done with all of it. I need to close this chapter in my life. I've been privileged to have the access I had. Lucky to be able to experience all that I've uh, been able to do for so many years. Um, it began with, quite frankly, a quote, I wonder, and uh, with support from my wife while on a trip to visit family. Um, he said, I wonder if I can be of help to, to a blog I read. Um, that turned into writing for Stumptown Footy, quickly to an editor spot overseeing quite a lot of the content for Timbers 2, Thorns, and providing backup on a lot of Timbers content. Things changed there and I decided to retire from the writing aspect, quickly followed by getting super busy in my own life. Thus, I had to discontinue my Play the Kids podcast and focus only on the USL show. Um, but now he must leave the USL show again. Um, it goes on. Uh, there's a whole lot more, um, but it talks about he has a uh, he's risen quickly in his new job. He's being very successful. He's now the department head. His employees of his own that he must manage, and employees he needs to develop, and so he needs to focus on that. He says both of my children are growing up, both showing interest in the beautiful game. I'm blessed to be able to play with my own kids and just enjoy soccer as a fan again. Seeing the game through their eyes is a treasure. Well said, there, buddy. Um, in closing, he says it's a it's a bit sad to close up this chapter of my life, but there's so much to be thankful for. Even more to be excited about in the future. I'm grateful for all the support given to me, all the friends I've made. I couldn't imagine being able to remember everyone I need to thank. So just do me a favor. Be good to others. Love unconditionally. And as Evan likes to put it, don't be a dick. Uh, thank you, everyone, from the bottom of my heart for all the fish. We love Kev. Um, Kev, if you listen to this, man, thanks so much for all you've done. Um, when we were starting the show, I just wanted to say that, you know, we were like, who do we add? Who's going to join us? Who's good? We need to add at least one more person. And I, I think Kev was like the fifth person where I think I was second to last to be asked. And Evan was like, I think I want to add Kevin. Should I ask Kevin or should I look for someone else? I was like, dude, I love Kev. I, I follow Play the Kids podcast, and I think he has really great things to say. We'd be really lucky to get him. I didn't even know how well-established he was in Stumptown Footy. Um, but, you know, we all think Kev's awesome, and obviously he's moving on and making the right choice for his family and for work. And uh, I know for a fact we'll have him back one of these days. So, Kev, if you're listening to this, yeah, I tried to talk you out of it today. <laughs> but, um, you know, you're welcome back anytime. Um, that's it though for the show. Any other thoughts on, on Kev? Anyone wants to say anything before we go, before we do our outro? Oh yeah. Like with the rankings. That's interesting. That's a great. That's a great point. I think you have something there. Yeah, because no one saw Swope doing as well as they did the last two years. Really, they just kind of made a good run. So, I'm with you there, Pony. Um, let's do outro. If you have a thought, a closing thought, please feel free to say it. Lefty, let's start with you. Tell us where people can find you and your podcast, and, and maybe a closing thought.
I think that was well said, Lefty. Eloquent, uh, uh, even. Uh, so thank you for saying so. I, I think that was really great. Um, and I do want to say that, you know, I listen to podcasts for different reasons. And, and there's a group of BGN podcasts that I really enjoy listening to because the banter is so good. The rhythm is really good. And the people have fun together. And you three on that podcast, it was a joy to listen to you guys. And uh, we're going to have a lot more of that coming on, exactly that kind of thing. Ben, I like listening to your podcast because uh, you guys do my style of, of nerding out. And I really enjoy, I really engage with Nashville and Indy for that kind of reason. So, uh, Ben, closing thoughts and where can people find you? Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Ryan, how about you? You can find me on Twitter at ILM underscore Ryan. And I guess it's just been incredible to watch the U.S. women's team. I keep getting updates from my dad whenever he listens to the games at work and stuff. And I'm just hoping that we can do well on Sunday against Sweden or the Netherlands, whoever we face. I know we can win. Mm-hmm. Pony? <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> yep, and again, check out that show. We're going to be uh, streaming live on Friday, and we'll probably post it Saturday morning uh, for your listening pleasure. Um, I'm Phil Grooms, two L's, two O's. My final thought is, guys, I know, you know, Ben kind of alluded that People aren't happy with the way the men are playing right now, but gosh, I'm, I'm still glad that Burhalter's there and I'm rooting for him. I think he's doing it right and trying to do it right, but we're not sure yet, right? But I'm rooting for the guy. I, I like how he's been going about his business in a lot of ways, maybe not all the ways, but I'm hoping he's got a long-term plan for the future, like he says, and, and I hope it pans out for him. So that's my final thought. Um, again, this is the USL Show. We're brought to you by the beautiful Game Network. We are sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. It's the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get your custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Also, thanks to our sponsor, Golden Goal Press. It's the best choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items just for yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. I'm rocking my BGM special uh, uh, playing for pride. Uh, I got it in white. You can get it in like 10 col- different colors, but I'm happy with mine. I think Carson, uh, Carson Merck might've copied me. He got white too, but you know, I did throw it out there as a good option. So uh, that's my bad, my bad. Um, thank you again, everyone for listening. It's the USL show. Thanks to our guests. Thanks to Ryan and Pony. Log in on Friday. We'll talk to you soon all.